0: Eric Bey's Mishnah Hay. Mishnah says, sh'adam bohen chovaso ba-pesach. With the following species of grain, a person is able to bake matzos in order to fulfill his mitzvah v'achilas matzo on Pesach, as the Pasach states, The night following the 14th of Nisan, so the night of the 15th, Seder night, Torah says, you shall eat matzos. What are matzos? Matzah is bread that wasn't allowed to leaven. That's the basic definition. But of course, a person is able to make lechem from all kinds of things, like even rice. So the Mishnah defines the species from which a person is able to produce matzos that will be valid for the mitzvah. The obligatory mitzvah is the Seder night. For the rest of Pesach, it's Rashus, you know, if a person eats bread, it's got to be matzah, and he, so he fulfills the mitzvah, he does eat the matzah, but the time when there's a specific obligation to eat it is the Seder night. So, what can the matzah be made from? The Mishnah says, Bachitim, it can be made from wheat, Basaorim, barley, makusmin, spelt, Vashifon, rye, Vishibolis, shu'al. Oats, for the Pasik juxtaposes the prohibition. We may not eat chametz on Pesach with the mitzvah to eat matzos on Pesach. From this juxtaposition, we derive that the definition of matzah is a bread that's not allowed to leaven that could be leaven. It could turn to chametz if you leave it long enough, you let it rise long enough. Only the aforementioned species are able to become chametz. Rice, for example, can never become chametz. Therefore, unleavened the rice bread is not matzah It cannot be used to fulfill the mitzvah. The mission now discusses the point that a person is only able to fulfill his mitzvah of achilas matzah with a matzah that does not carry a ritual prohibition. If the matzah is ritually forbidden for consumption, one cannot possibly fill his mitzvah with such matzah. Notwithstanding this halacha, the Mishnah states, We may fulfill our mitzvah of achilas matzah on the Seder night, even with Matzah, that's Dema'i. Dema'i means it was made from a produce from a grain that was sold by an Amma'aretz, a person who does not have an established reputation as a or somebody who is particularly meticulous with all of the laws of tithing. The Rabbinin said that we have to be stringent and presume that the produce wasn't tithed. Not that he didn't take off the Truma, but maybe he didn't take off the other tithes. And so when, when purchases the produce from an Amaretz, is it required from the Rabbanan to tithe it you know, in case the Amaretz didn't do so? But it's important to realize that it's not that we're saying that we you know, actually believe it wasn't tied. There is a concern of a possibility it wasn't tied. And so normally one is required to be stringent not to have something that's the until he tithes it again. But the mission rules if... Ultimately, there's some matzah, it's demai, a person didn't you know toilet again, so it remains you know, rabbinically forbidden as demai. Nevertheless, if a person had that in the Seder night, he would fulfill his obligation. And the reason is because we do not deem demai matzah as truly unfit to the person eating that, because the halacha is that poor people are completely uh, permitted to partake of demai produce. The didn't impose their stringency on people who are of meager means. They're simply permitted to have the demai and rely on the biblical assumption that even the maratsim, you know, they understand to take off the tithes. And thus, you know, since the poor are outright permitted to have demai, even regarding those who are not poor, mai Matzah is not the Matzah that's inherently unfit for the person because in theory, he could... Declare all of his property as ownerless and make himself poor. So, in that sense, this my Matzah is still accessible to him. He could make it permitted to himself. So the rabbanon said it's you know, fit enough for the person to still fulfill his obligation on Pesach on the seder night to have matzah. Also, when he does fulfill his mitzvah with my rishon, she nit with matzah that was given to the Levi for his meiserishon portion. So meaning it was made from produce that was given to the Levi as meiserishon, and then the Levi himself fulfilled his duty to then remove 10% from that. That's called the Trumas meiser, and that's given to a kohen. For as soon as the Levi performs that, the meiserishon that remains that's here with the Levi has no ritual prohibition to anyone, even a non levi so being that there's no ritual prohibition, there's no reason that any person wouldn't be able to fulfill this mitzvah of achilus matzah with such matzah. Also with maizr shayni v'heg One does fulfill the mitzvah with matzah of masr-shayni. It's uh, the second time that the Torah says a person is required to eat that only in Yerushalayim or redeem it. If he doesn't want to schlep the produce itself, he can redeem it onto money and he spends the money in Yerushalayim. Likewise, the matzah that was a Hegdash, it was consecrated for the base of Migdash, the Mishnah says, whether it's the matzah of Meister Shani or the matzah of Hegdish, if that matzah was redeemed, well, then no problem. That completely removes the uh, sanctified status. There's no ritual issue anymore, therefore, that matzah is perfectly fine. And we have Kohanim, there's no issue for the Kohanim to make matzahs from Chalor, Truma portions that they receive. Of course, the Chalor, Truma is forbidden to non Kohanim. So they wouldn't be able to use that matzah for their mitzvah. But for the Quran themselves, sure, why not? No problem. The Mishnah then says, We may not fulfill the mitzvah of Matzah. With matzah, that's tevel. Meaning whose tithes were not removed, that's totally forbidden. It's a ritual prohibition of that, certainly. So that can't be used with Loma, Rishon, nor matzah of Maizah, meaning it was given to the Levi, But the Levy didn't yet remove the 10% from that for the coin. So that still carries a ritual prohibition, therefore, that cannot be used for the mitzvah. We use matzah that's matzah, assuming that uh, the person is eating this outside of your or matzah that's consecrated for the base of Migdash. If the matzah wasn't redeemed, well, then it's forbidden for a person to just benefit from that. In the case of Shani, if it's outside of Yerushalayim, being that such matzah is ritually forbidden for consumption, that can't be used for the mitzvah. The next case is chalos toda. What about using the matzah loaves that accompany a carbon toda offering? Thirty of the total of forty loaves that accompany the toda are matzos. So, what about using those for the Seder night? Urikike nazir. What about the matzah wafers? That are part of the nazir's carbon. He brings it twenty matzos. What about using those? The mission rules. A son leatzmo regarding a person who either an obligation to bring a carbon tonda, or to bring the nazir's carbon. And he went and prepared these matzos to use for his own carbon. So that was the original plan. But then he changed a change of plans. Said, you know Instead, I want to use these matzos on this later night. The mission rules ain't yotzin bahen can't use those to fulfill his mitzvah of Achilles matzah on the Seder night. This ruling is less obvious, because certainly the matzahs for the karbantoda or for the nazir are a perfectly valid matzahs in the sense that they're not chametz. Physically, it's going to be unleavened lechem. So it's not obvious what the problem here is. The Mishnah teaches that no, you can't use these for the Seder night, and that is because there is... Another key component to uh, Matzos in order for them to be valid for the mitzvah and that is the pasik says es hamatzos, and from that Pasuk Chazal derive that when the Matzos are produced they must be guarded from chametz for the sake of producing you know, Matzos of the mitzvah meaning the mitzvah of Vachilas Matzah and Pesach. During the guarding process, the production of the Matzos the person has to you know, mentally connect what he is doing for the outcome of having matzos for the Seder night for Pesach that didn't happen here, therefore, such matzos may not be used. However, the Mishnah says, Alson bashuk, if the case is this was a vendor who baked a bunch of matzos anticipating that he would get customers who are bringing carbon tolda or bringing the carbon of a nazir, so he had such customers in mind. In the end, he wasn't bought out. He had some stuff left over, some matzos. The mission rules the he may use those leftover matzos for the mitzvah. And the reason is because we assume when he originally baked the matzos, he intended that, okay, if I'm bought out, then great. But if I'm not cleaned out, I plan on using the rest of the matzos for the Seder night. So that means that he made the matzos with that intention, at least for the possibility that he would use it Saturday say night, so that's good enough, that fulfills the shmartimahs and matzos; they're produced with the right intent, and therefore, you know, since of course, you know, physically speaking, it's matzah, it's nachamitz, it's bread that wasn't allowed to come to the it's perfectly kosher for the mitzvah.